How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast, and let's just continue what we were talking about with attraction. Um, so on Sunday, I, I gave kind of my whole backstory about how I, I uh, transitioned myself from being a, a huge nerd, gamer, introvert in the early uh, 2000s or mid-2000s, and then uh, learned to completely improve myself in a way where I'm completely comfortable with having conversations in almost any social dynamic. Um, and yesterday's podcast, what I uh, talked about was just, um, I felt it was appropriate as the first thing to talk about, especially with COVID-19 and people being stuck indoors, if they were doing everything they're supposed to be doing, um, and about loneliness and how to address that. And essentially to take this time right now to, improve on qualities about or about things that you can you have direct control of right now so essentially you know if you have the ability to kind of stay fit inside the house you know try to do some exercises get some pull-up bars go for a walk in your neighborhood um you know try to stay active that way maybe take in some sun in the backyard to get a nice little tan going and then take this time while you're not working if you're not working if you're working that's great you know thank you for making that sacrifice Um, But even then, if you have the free time to uh, either start to improve on on skills that you have already or um, try to motivate yourself to acquire a skill that you've never you've never applied yourself at, but you've always wanted to be good at. And so the reason why you're going to be doing that is essentially what I was saying in yesterday's podcast real quick to summarize is that um, instead of chasing after people and 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 in this world where you think that you have to put the effort into putting yourself in front of people and letting letting them know who you are essentially what you should be doing is just um focusing on on you know your your health your finances your career all of that first and then essentially you know on your free time of course because you know we're <laughs> we would lose our minds if we just constantly worked on ourselves we have to relax so essentially, you would think about the type of people that you do want to have in your life, like be realistic about it. And these are the type of people that are going to appreciate who you are. They're going to like the things that you like as well, but maybe have differing points on things. Uh, but that's fine. As long as that you guys have something in common, it's just more of a natural connection that you can have with people. And essentially, you would just think to yourself about where these people would socialize at. Again, this is very difficult right now. So that's why I was saying to just focus on on things that you have direct control over. But essentially what I was saying is that eventually as you're just working on improving who you are as a person, if you, if you put yourself in an environment that not only are you comfortable in just because you know about these things, but at the same time, you know that the people in this environment also favor the things that you enjoy as well, that it just makes communication a little bit easier. And so that's what we're going to talk about today actually is now that you're in, in an environment, right? And you're not... Um, you're not just trying to aimlessly talk to strangers because that could make things a lot more difficult. And that's how I did it when I first got into this. Um, let's let's think about how to improve our conversation. This is where I think I excel the most at. Um, I, I feel like I have the ability to, and actually when I was coaching as well, this is one of the things that I, I favor coaching people and helping them the most with because a lot of people have, so about 60 to 70% of people that have issues with, socializing or, or just approaching people that they uh, they want to uh, you know have a conversation with or, or have a further relationship with essentially it's always uh, something called approach anxiety uh, essentially you're uh, 
you know you want to speak with someone, but you're just you're kind of locked in from moving because you just you're in fear of what you're going to be saying to that person if they're going to like who you are. Just a, a ton of things are going to be going through your mind, right? And so we need to kind of help you out with that approach anxiety first. So like I was saying, you know, if you focus on yourself, work on yourself, you don't put it about the people around you. That will give you a, a level of, of confidence already that's just going to make the situation a lot more easier. But then secondly, like I was saying in the podcast, was essentially think about the people that you do want to surround yourself with and then fi- and think to yourself realistically about where to, or just Google search it. Honestly, Google can solve every problem for us. Google search where these type of people were more than likely socialize at and then put yourself in those environments as well. And so this will make it that much easier when it comes to your your anxiety that you have about meeting new people. I would never motivate someone to, unless you're as crazy as I am, to just try to just make this as difficult as possible by not working on yourself and putting yourself in environments that you're completely not comfortable in and then trying to approach people that you have no idea what their interests are, like at a bar or, or the only thing that people have in common in a bar is that they like to socialize and drink. But outside of that, I mean, that... That's not enough to have a, a, a good conversation about because <laughs> try having a conversation with people in an environment where they're drinking away their problems or socializing with friends. It's just your conversation is going to come to an end pretty quickly. So to make it a little bit easier for you, take those two steps, right? We'll do, we'll do those two steps. And then the third thing you're going to do is now that you're in an environment where at least you're comfortable in communicating with people because you know that you guys have a common interest and you know, you have, You've been working on yourself and, and, and everything of that nature. Now it's the opportunity where people are going to approach you or you're going to see someone that you want to talk to, but you're a little bit more comfortable uh, in this environment because you know that you guys share a common interest about uh, some, some subject in, in, in the environment that you're in. So how do we have great conversations? Well, um, the reason, another reason why people have this fear of approaching people, and my mentor actually used to talk about this a lot, is that people have this fear that when they, they don't know what to initially say to someone when they approach them. And so um, what he, I, I thought was phenomenal, I never really thought too far into that subject, but essentially the idea that he proposed was that it's not the problem that you have that you don't know what to say to someone because I've, I've loved to prove this to, to people countless times. It, it doesn't matter the first thing you say to someone, right? The first thing you say is really just to distract someone from whatever they were doing in the course of you approaching them. So if they were talking to friends, your introduction is just going to take them away from their friends for a second and look at you. Or if they're walking, they're going to stop. If they're shopping, they're going to you know stop shopping. They're going to look at you. So essentially your introduction is just something to just Break the break their frame of thought, and that essentially you could say anything. I mean, could you deliver a masterpiece? Yes, of course. But the 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 initial thing you say, six times out of ten, most people will just only hear half of what you're saying. Especially if you're <laughs> if you're not super confident at the moment, you're probably going to come off like kind of uh, undertoned, and people are going to be like, "Excuse me, what'd you say?" And so it's up to you at that point to continue the conversation, and so. The issue isn't necessarily what you're initially going to be saying to someone. It's that you have a fear of not knowing how to converse with people, right? And so essentially anyone can say anything at the beginning to attract someone's attention. I've done everything from nonverbal communication. It's one of my favorite things to do, especially in a loud place like, like a nightclub where I used to work at. Um, 
or uh, I've done crazy things where I've gone up to people and said literally gibberish. Uh, my favorite thing back in the day to do was like just go up to people and yo gabba gabba, and people would be like what, and I'd be like yeah yeah you know like the show yo gabba gabba. Sorry, I just um, I used to date this girl and she had a, a daughter that I just loved watching that show and I just thought it was the funniest way to introduce myself to people. <laughs> it, it makes no sense, right? And people would be like yeah, I, well, who are you? And I'd be, and then at that point I would just. Go into, oh, you know, well, I mean, you guys look like you're having a whole bunch of uh, like a good time. I'm here with a group of friends right now that uh, we're not familiar with this area. And I love just connecting people with. uh, With I'm just like trying to make up a scenario right now, and it's just it's it's just not working out like when I'm in the flow, I'm just in the flow. I'm like like, trying to like make up a conversation between two parties, but essentially um, I'm showing no hesitation. I'm just continuing. I'm letting them know why I'm communicating with them. It's like, hey, you guys look like you're a fun crowd. My friends are a fun crowd as well. Let's merge our two groups together, you know. Um, and we're new into town, you know. So, I mean, we're not trying to just party by ourselves. We're trying to socialize with people in the, you know, in the area. Yeah, for sure. You know, if you come in with that kind of approach and you're not, like, showing, like, you're an intent of, like, I don't know, like too much pressure on people because if you put too much pressure, people are very, uh, they'll very quickly kind of push you aside. And and it's easy for people to default to no always. So when you ask people for permission, that's another thing too. A lot of people like to ask for permission to do things like, hey, is it okay if me and my friends, it's like more, it's better if you give directive. Like, hey, my friends are looking to socialize with like a cool group of people. You guys are kind of cool too. Let's hang out that kind of thing. And then people are like gravitate more towards that because you're not giving them the opportunity to say yes or no. You're just kind of allowing them to just look at you guys for a second and be like, yeah, these guys seem like they're cool. Okay, cool. Whereas if you were like, is it okay if I hang out with you guys? They're like, uh, you're already coming in with like a lower energy than we are. Yeah. We're probably just going to say no, actually we're not in the mood to babysit right now. <laughs> we're trying to have fun, but so how do we address the point of not knowing how to continue a conversation? Well, like I was showing an example there is essentially you have to think about your purpose of introducing yourself to a person. So that's probably going to make it a little bit easier for you, right? So you've been working on yourself. You're in an area now that you're comfortable to be in because you know other people share a common interest with you. Now you're going to go and approach someone or they're coming to talk to you. How do I maintain this or how do I start or maintain a conversation with this person, right? And so essentially... You're going to do the initial introduction, like, you know, what's up? My name's Jason. Your name is blah, 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 right? Just, uh, and then essentially you're going to, some of the things that make a little bit easier is just using observational things and being very genuine about like what you're saying. So if you're in an environment, let's say someone just did something funny be like, oh my God, look at what that person just did. You know, that's hilarious. Or, hey, I noticed that uh, you're like, I don't know, I'm like defaulting to working out for some reason. I don't know why, like at a gym, but like, hey, like, I, I can see that you have a really good technique in, like, working out and things of that nature. I'm just starting to, um, like, try to get healthy and, and, and get fit. I was wondering if I can ask you for just, like, a quick pointer or two about, like, what I could start on to, like, get myself motivated to be in a gym, right? It's, it's not threatening. You're not asking for too much from the person. You're, like, putting in the fact that you're just asking for a quick couple pointers. You're, you're complimenting them, and you're making yourself look vulnerable, Essentially, all of those aspects combined together make the perfect uh, conversational starter with someone because essentially, they're, now you've, you've taken the, the, the pressure of yourself having to continue this conversation and now you've asked for assistance. That's uh, Generally, for me, it, it always works out. And I've noticed for other people too, like when you're 
give yourself the opportunity to drop your ego and ask for help from someone that clearly looks like an expert and you're not praising them like, oh my God, look at you. You're like the most fittest person ever. It's like, no, you just, you know, you compliment them on what they're doing. A lot of people just go about their day doing things and not, not really getting too many compliments. So you compliment them, you tell them what you're looking for as well, and you're being super genuine about it. And then essentially uh, at that point, that person's going to probably, you know, seven times out of 10, majority of the time, you know, and we're always looking for the majority. If you're trying to like nitpick like some situations like that happen out of the blue, you can't do that. You're really trying to, to make your, your comfort. Nothing's ever a hundred percent when it comes to other people, right? People could be in a different state of mind. They could be, you know, just gotten over a really bad relationship. They don't want to talk to anyone, especially someone of the opposite sex or, you know, there could be a multitude of different reasons why someone doesn't want to communicate with you, especially like COVID-19. They're probably not going to be around you right now. Right. And so you can allow yourself to, to like kick yourself in the ass every single time an introduction doesn't go too well with someone, because ultimately they're not saying they're not like not wanting to talk to you or get to know you because you haven't even given them the opportunity to even understand who you are. You've just tried to do an introduction. So I feel like a lot of people as well, uh, it's not like I feel it is a thing that a lot of people, including what I used to do back in the day, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to default on thinking that if someone doesn't enjoy the first two sentences that we say, that they must not like who I am as a person. It's like, no, how now, it'd be different if a stranger told you like, Hey, you're kind of weird. Get away from me. Then if your best friend of 20 years looked at you and was like, dude, you're being really weird, man. You know what? Just like, get away from me. What do you think is going to hurt you more? I mean, the stranger is probably not going to be as, as heavy of a way as your friend of 20 years that tells you that you've just, that you're different, that you're weird. And you know, we're going to like not talk for a while. That would impact you harder, right? Because that person understands who you are. And so clearly at that point, you're like, oh my God, what did I do? Whereas if a stranger just says no to you after a couple of things you've said to them, it's like, don't put too much weight behind it. It's, just, it's impossible to have a 100% success rate with introducing yourself with people. Uh, can you get really good at it? Of course. Can you, can you, like if someone gives you like an initial no and then you, under, you feel like they're probably getting a misconception of what your reason for talking to them are, can you do a recovery from it? Of course. But now you're talking about like more complicated things. It's, it's no need to, to work on that because it's, it's going to take time and you're not in the capacity to do that just yet. So take the steps, you know, respect the person, be like, Hey, you know, thanks. Uh, thank you for your time anyways. Um, and then just move forward to the next person that um, could possibly help you out in this situation. Now you get into an engaging conversation, right? This person is elaborating with you and now they're asking you things about who you are, right? And so at this point, now the conversation's evolved to more than just what this person's giving you a pointer on. And you're kind of going back and forth about just like asking for advice. The other thing I would recommend is that unless the conversation is about something that you both have an interest of talking about, it's not like someone is explaining to someone else. You want to try to change that conversation as soon as possible, right? So if this person, like going back to the gym example, go to a person, ask the technique and they give you a couple pointers and then you keep pestering them about like, what can I do with this technique or like, how can I improve it better or whatever, whatever. It's going to get dull pretty quickly because this person clearly, they, their time is valuable, right? You know, you want to respect people's time. So you kind of want to segue from that as as soon as you can. And so essentially you're, this is where it's back on you to really, if you want to get this conversation to, to still be a thing, to either make a comment um, or an observation to really 
gauge what this person's talking about. So for instance, if this person is giving a great explanation, they're giving a, a, a couple pointers, be like, wow, I mean, honestly, what you just gave me in the last five to 10 minutes has been, I, I hope it's life-changing because I really do care about my health and everything of that nature. And just looking at you, I could tell that you're a super healthy person. Um, I wish like if we were, like if it was like a, a different way, like if you were a close friend, I wish I could repay you um, in a way for that like level of, of help. You know what? Actually, maybe I can. What are some things that you need help with? Be like, this is actually what I'm good at. This, this, and this. Does that sound like anything that you would possibly need help with? Um, I know you're like working out at the moment, but you kind of stop for a second. And if they're like, no, then understand that, okay, they probably want to get back into working out. Uh, talking to someone at gym is probably not the best scenario anyway. It's like in general. But if you could tell by this person's body language that they're like engaged, they kind of, they're, they're tired, they're done, you know, and they drop their stuff, then that's a little bit different of a situation. Um, uh, my daughter's crying for a second. I will be right back. Never mind. My wife got her. Perfect. Um, so essentially, um, you're going to, uh, I'm trying to catch back up. I just saw her on a baby monitor. I was just got afraid for a second, but no, everything good. She just woke up from a nap. Um, so essentially, yeah, the, the way to, to continue this conversation is try to add value to it by, um, and again, the whole gym, I don't know why I used that as an example. It was like the first thing on my mind. Clearly, I'm still not planning these conversations with you guys on the podcast, but um, ideally, you want to be in an environment where you are in an area where people are kind of open to conversing, right? And so gyms, movie theaters, um, I, I don't know. There's like a million different places where clearly the, the what people are doing is they're trying to do things by themselves. They're not, or the environment's not really the perfect place to really try to have a conversation with someone. So bad area. But I was just trying to come up with something pretty quickly. But ideally, like let's say um, I'm a gamer. I don't want to keep defaulting to like gamer talk, but like I'm a gamer. Where would I go? I've talked about it before. I would go to like a, a, a gathering where gamers like to go to, which is like your local land center. Go over there, and I would find a game that people are playing that I'm I like to play as well, and I would just go straight into playing, you know, against them. And like having a conversation with them while I'm playing the game, you know, it just makes it a lot easier for, for me to have that conversation because I know both of us are enjoying this game because we're both really good at it or we just have an interest in this game. And so I can use that opportunity to just talk about whatever with that person. And if I notice that they pick up on something that I'm talking about, then, okay, perfect. Now we have a locked in conversation. So what makes a conversation last a long time is when you both are conversing about a point that both parties have an interest in, not necessarily that they're an expert or that they are familiar with, but they have an interest in, let's say uh, right now, my biggest thing that I I love talking about with people is photography. I want to get into photography. It's something I want to learn. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos on it. I want to get a nice camera set up so I can start doing like YouTube and, and some vlogging and just take great photos of my daughter period. And so I like, I'm trying to pick you know, as many people's brains as possible when it comes to filmography. And I, I think that's actually going to be probably one of the, the subjects I'm going to be talking about this month is film. It's just something I really want to get good at. I think it's super important. I used to hate having, being, uh, you know, being recorded, but now I, I wish I had someone always around me recording me every second, but <laughs> I'm not going to pay someone to do that. And I, right now we're just social distancing anyways, but, um, 
I, I have no idea about photography, but let's say I'm playing a video game. And that person, I ask them like, hey, what do you do for work? And they're like, hey, I'm, I'm a photographer for work. I'm like, what? Really? At that point, I, I'll realize I'm probably losing at the video game now against them because I, I want to start asking this person a million questions. I'm like, hey, dude, like I actually genuinely want to get into photography. Like what are some pointers about, you know, getting into it? But the environment's a little bit easier because we're in a context of where we're in this, we're doing something that we both enjoy. And now this person, like if I ask them questions, it's a little bit more natural of an environment to do that in. And it comes off as genuine too. And so at that point I would ask them questions and then I would try to like, because I've done enough research on it, then I would try to add value to it as well. Clearly I'm not an expert. This guy's making a profession, but I would at least say like right now I'm looking at multiple different cameras. I'm looking at mirrorless, uh, mirrorless cameras, they're in a, like in a price range of a $600,000. I'm landed on the Sony a6400 right now because I, I think the camera Sony's supposedly from like all the reviews I've seen online take really like in that price point, they take like really great content. They record in 4k pretty well. At, um, and, and the reason why I wanted to fall on the Sony is because other mirrorless cameras, they have a limit to how long they can record for. And for me, I don't want to have to worry about having to constantly like hit record and 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 then stop, record, stop, record, stop, and then have to do a lot of work in editing. I want to do less work in editing, to be honest. I don't really care if I make a mistake in front of a camera. I mean, if I could do a little bit of editing, that's great. But to have to like compile different images and files would just be a pain. You know, what are your thoughts on the A6400? Boom, at this person at this point, now this person knows that I'm not just bullshitting that I want to get into it. Clearly, he knows that. I really want to get into it. And so I'm adding some value there by saying that, hey, I'm not trying to waste your time. Have you heard of this camera? Because supposedly it's like the best camera out there. Like when I was first getting into podcasting, uh, there was uh, this guy I worked with for a while. His name was Kurt. And he was telling me he was an audio guy. And I really wanted to get into podcasting. So I was asking him, hey, like what's a good setup to get into? And at first he told me like uh, a budget setup. And I was like, well, if let's say I don't have a budget. Let's say... um, you know, what's the best thing I can get, you know, and for podcasting at the moment, he was like, well, it's the best thing you're looking for. I would definitely recommend getting the Rodecaster Pro and maybe look into, uh, and he was like, you know, right now that's like a super awesome amp that you can get that normally like back in the day, it would be so expensive to have something like this, but it's a user-friendly B it's like half the cost what old equipment used to be, but it's like so much, like so much better. It's portable. It's light. You can have up to seven people on the podcast with you technically four live and then um, three people or four people in, in person and three people like calling in. And I was like, awesome, dude, that sounds great. And then I was like, you know what? I know mics are important as well. Like, what would you recommend as a mic? And he was like, honestly, I think Rode also just came out recently with a, a mic that again, like instead of having to spend $400, $300 on a good mic, this mic is made by them and it essentially has everything built in. And it's only, uh, I think, like 100 or 150 bucks for the mic, but it's like hard to get right now because it's backdoored because it's so popular at the moment. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, if I were looking to buy that equipment, where would you buy it from? And he was like, um, Sweetwater. It's like where I buy all my like film equipment and audio equipment. I was like, okay, cool. You know, thanks, Kurt. And I, I tried to like give him some advice on like things I, I'm familiar with or, or like try to give input as much as I can. But like we had already a relationship, so it was easier to kind of ask him for that advice. And I, 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 you know, to this day, I, I appreciate what he told me because this equipment is some of the best stuff you can get. 
and it didn't break the bank. I mean, it was a thousand bucks, but it was, it was a thousand bucks worthwhile because this stuff will last me forever. I could take it with me portable in the future. If I want to have like podcasts with someone at their house or at their office, I can take it with me. Um, but clearly like I, I could tell that this guy was, was the expert and we were able to have that kind of level of conversation with each other. And so, um, you're able to have a conversation with someone when they can tell that genuinely, you know, at least some part of something that you're trying to talk about. Or if you're both like, like, let's say I get into filmography. I've done it for 10 years now and the other person's done it for like 15. Now we could talk stories about, now we're like talking about it forever. And you know, a conversation's going great when you guys are talking about the same thing and you're not asking questions. You're more just like, you're trying to drive the conversation and then the other person's like, well, what about this, 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 and this, and this? And then they're trying to converse. And you notice like an hour and a half have, has gone by and you're like, well, what the hell? Time just flown. And the reason why is because you guys are talking about something you guys have in, uh, an interest in together, right? And so I'm trying to break down essentially how to make an interaction and, a, and develop a relationship very simple. Can you do things a little bit more differently? Of course you can. Can you, can you make it a lot more difficult for yourself? Yes, you can. Is this easy? It's not easy, but if you do it this way, it's a lot easier than doing it any other way, right? And so I just wanted to talk about conversation. So essentially, if you do everything like yesterday's podcast that I talked about, where essentially you work on yourself, work on your financial health, work on your physical health, um, you know, work on, on hobbies that you that you want to that you've always wanted to work on, but you haven't found the time to work on because you've been so distracted by other things, work on those things, you know, work towards those things because those will make you feel more as an individual like you have something to, to of worth technically and and the more you allow yourself to try new things and that's my last recommendation about communication one of the things that makes communication so easy for me is because i have a general interest in everything right i would never recommend to anyone to do that but you'll realize that anyone that's open about things ideas subjects theories problems technology, whatever it is, that's me ultimately. And because of that, now when I talk to someone, either they're talking about something that I don't know anything about, which to me is great because that means I'm talking to someone that knows something that I don't know anything about. So I need to pick this person's brain and they'll feel that. They'll feel that genuineness. They'll be like, okay, this guy really likes what I'm talking about. That's crazy. Um, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll entertain you for a little bit. Let's, let's talk about it. And then at that point in the conversation, I'll try to navigate and see if I can bring up something that we both can can favor in the conversation. Because I know that that person's not going to just answer every question of mine forever. The conversation will just get so boring at that point because they're just they're talking to me and dictating to me, but I'm not adding anything of value in the conversation. Or if they talk about anything that I love, history, math, science, I mean, like almost every subject matter except for reading, I guess it's like not thing it's not something i do but i mean i do audiobooks and watch enough audio content or watch enough videos about books and materials and and i love researching anyways so um i've i've noticed that because of my general interest in learning and and gravitate gravitating towards things i don't i'm not familiar with once i hear about these things i realize that in the future if i meet someone about something that I learned from someone else, now I can bring it up to them as a fun fact. Hey, like it's one of my fun things that are like people always give me a hard time and they laugh sometimes when I say it. But sometimes I'll be in the middle of a conversation, I'll be like, hey, fun fact about this, right? And people are like, oh, that's so funny. 
But I love like throwing in those like snippets of information to people, and when, especially when it's related to what we're talking about, because it, it it adds a level of comfort there. Because these people know that you know I share some kind of general interest with the thing that they're talking about as well. And so I would recommend that if you try new things, right? So if you look at someone that that has a ton of hobbies, and and tries uh, tries different things all the time, they generally are a good conversationalist, and it's not because. They're good conversationalists because they are. It's because that now they've tried so many different things. They're just like me. In essence, they're able to talk about pretty much anything because their drive is to try different things all the time. And so I'm not recommending that you do that. I'm just recommending that if you try to diversify your skill sets, it'll make conversation a little bit easier because, you know, if you don't, your conversations, it's going to be very hard to find people that know only about the one thing that you do know about, right? And then... Um, what's the last thing? Oh, be an active listener. A lot of people try to have, okay, this podcast is going for too long. Okay. This, I'm going to try to summarize this really quick. Do not have internalized conversations with yourself while you're trying to have a conversation with someone, right? If there's something you want to bring up, just bring up like in two words in your, to yourself, what it is that you want to talk about with this person. Don't be trying to listen to someone and then try to have a conversation in your head about what you're going to say next. If you do that, you are going to fail at conversations because ultimately it's like I like to tell people, can you have a conversation with two different people at the same time with one person A about elephants and person B about airplanes at the exact same time? No, you can't. You're going to have to pause with the person about the airplanes and talk to the person about elephants for a little bit and then stop with the elephants and talk to the other person about airplanes, right? You can't have the conversation at the same time. It's, it's impossible. They're not even related. You could try to make a joke, one or two, but then the conversation's going to die really quickly because elephants just can't fit on an airplane, clearly. And so you could try to make it work, but it's not going to happen. Don't try to do that exact same thing while you're trying to talk to someone because when you're trying to have an internalized conversation, you're not giving that person the time of listening to what they're saying. And honestly, if you did more listening, they're going to give you enough things to for you to elaborate on. So like, let's say someone's talking about something and I hear, I don't know, photography in there. Like they're Instagramming at the moment. And they're talking about like, I don't know, filters. I'm like, you know what? I, I don't know. Like everyone's always using like their cell phones for photography. What happens to like using cameras? Like I, I really want to get into like using like super nice cameras and capturing like really great moments and like do all the editing on my computer and someone's like, yeah, I mean, but it's so much easier on your phone. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's a quality as good. Like, would you, what would you prefer if you're, if you had a photographer trying to take like a, a still of you and, and you were paying for the content and that person was t- trying to take a portrait of you with an iPhone, you'd be like, dude, I mean, I don't care what kind of editing work you're going to be doing. It's an iPhone. But if that person came up with like a super nice, expensive camera and they're like, they have all this optics and they're working on it and they have like lighting and everything. You'd be like, okay, I'm going to get a good shot, right? And the person would be like, yeah, for sure. I see what you mean. It's like, yeah, I want to, like, that's what I want to try to do. It's like, get into that. And so, um, but if I didn't allow that person to, to, or I didn't allow myself to listen to what that person was saying, I would have missed everything they were saying. And I would have missed a talking point that I could just elaborate on, right? And so try not to have an internalized conversation. So real quick, we're going to do this very quickly, right? Work on yourself. What does that mean? Find hobbies, try something new, work on, on your on your personal health, work on your financial health, work on your career. Try to focus on you. It's very important that you do that more than anything else. You should do that first. 
Now, can you do the other things while you're simultaneously doing that? Of course. I, I would totally recommend that. You know, just you can work out multiple different muscles, but don't drop, you know, your what you're doing for yourself to just try to learn how to have conversations with people. It's just never going to work out. You make it a lot harder for yourself. Next, think about the type of people that you want to have around in your life. Where do those people like to hang out? Think to yourself realistically where those people like to hang out and put yourself in those environments. You're not forcing yourself onto people, but if that's the type of person you want to be around, don't try to aimlessly look for them in a bar, a club, in a supermarket, in the mall. It's Can it happen? Of course. Are you going to meet that person with the first approach you do? No. So why not just put yourself in an environment where all those people gather together and so it makes it a little bit easier for you to have the next part, conversation. What should you do when you have a conversation with someone? Initially, you know, if you want to drop the ego for a little bit and ask for some uh, for an input or advice on a sub- subject matter, especially if you're trying to become good at the thing that the person you know is uh, is an expert at. Great. Next, segue the conversation from just asking questions. No one wants to be at, uh, asked or be in an interview unless you're like it's already predetermined that you're in an interview, right? So unless that's the case, stop asking a ton of questions. Allow yourself, like I was saying at the very end, to listen to what this person's saying and then try to contribute to the conversation when you know it, when they talk about something that you clearly have an interest in. And you're, the whole point of all of this is to try to find a point in the conversation where you guys both can have an interest about a subject matter and watch how naturally the conversation will just evolve and be very fluid, right? Perfect. In the end, at the end of the conversation, why did you approach this person in the first place? More than likely, you want to have a relationship with this person. You know that they're probably going to be a cool friend, so you want them to be a long, long-term long friend. Or you're looking for a date and you want this person to be a date. Either way, that's going to be tomorrow's podcast. How do we meet up with a person after our initial interaction? Until then, thank you guys for hearing me out about how to have a, a good com- uh, conversational thread with someone. And I will catch you guys mañana. Peace.